This is your host, Michelle, and you're listening to Old TV with a New Twist. Let's see what classic television show we're watching and talking about this week. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Old TV with a New Twist. Today, we are on episode 15 of our podcast, and we're going to be talking about the 1967 pilot episode of The Flying Nun. My co-host is back for his fourth turn at that. If you're one of our regular listeners, you will recognize him, my son, Caleb. Caleb, welcome, and how are you? Fourth time's a charm. That's what they always say. Okay, well... Now, let's just go ahead and let's address the elephant in the room, shall we? Caleb has implied in the past that he always gets the worst shows to recap. Mm -hmm. How do you feel after watching The Flying Nun? I feel that all these old shows are just terrible. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) They're silly. It's just not like they're just goofy. Like her flailing around in the sky like fly, i don't know it's just I, there's nothing to relate to i think is the issue like uh, as we get into it i guess we can say more but i okay. i don't know man i don't get it you didn't see anything whimsical or moderately funny no or... no, no oh my gosh <laughs> oh really yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna, i don't know I, then we'll you saw the it, you saw the facebook comments about that people were like oh i love that show i love that because show because it's nostalgic because they relate to it i have okay. no re- i have no relation to it i think that's the thing about these old shows is that i don't have anything like that i can look back on on the time and feel a certain way about it right uh, so it, for me it's strictly just how do, does this entertain me and how does this entertain me like or how is this funny how does this you know how does this feel to me and it just they all feel very stale corny and just silly so okay all right let's get into it let's go all right okay well the episode starts with a voiceover by uh Mm -hmm. we're gonna find out it's a nun sister jacqueline okay Mm -hmm. we've got an aerial view of what we're told this is san juan puerto rico and this is the convent santanco and they're they're going out of their way to tell us and show us how windy it is in Puerto Rico. We've got windows very blowing windy. open. That's the first thing I have already. <laughs> a very windy place. Papers are flying everywhere. Dresses are flying up. And I'm wondering, is this true? Is Puerto Rico really windy? And I Googled it. And all Google says is that Puerto Rico is 
breezy. Something about the trade winds, but um, uh, not necessarily windy enough to make a human being fly, but we'll get there. <laughs> right. <laughs> so in voiceover, we're, we meet the Reverend Mother Placido, who looks very serious and stern. Very serious. And we learn the two nuns, the one who's narrating is Sister Jacqueline. The other one is Sister Sisto, who is studying a dictionary of American slang and will butcher it every time. The co- I have in here Spanish comic relief nun. That's yeah. And I, the, the writers hoped it was funny. What say you, Caleb? <laughs> they kept throwing in her mangling these sayings and right. in hopes it was funny. Yeah. Anyway. These two nuns, Sister Jacqueline and Sister Sisto, are leaving the convent. They're going to go down to the dock and pick up a young novice who is traveling by steamer from New York. She's coming to the convent. She's going to be new, and she is going to teach kindergarten. And the young nun gets there early, or they get there late or something, and she gets off the boat. And it's Sally Field. Caleb, did you recognize Sally Field right away? Well, yeah, I mean, I knew Sally Field was. The and can you person. name some movies that she's been in? Uh, Forrest Gump. I mean, she's been in a ton. She was. She was in Forrest Gump. She was in. Uh, oh my God, just a ton. <laughs> I like. There's not any. Yeah. Coming to mind, but Steel Magnolias. Steel she was Magnolias, Steel Magnolias, yeah. and I mean, you're too. You're too young to I'm remember. Dying Forrest. Smokey and the Bandit, and Norma Ray, and Sybil, and uh, Mrs. No, Doubtfire. Parent Trap. No, she was never. No, in the not the parent trap. trap. Boy, she was in Mrs. Doubtfire. Like, Mrs. Doubtfire, but what? Not the parent trap. That was the blonde headed girl. What else? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. She's been in yeah. a ton of movies. I mean, growing yeah. up, I've seen yeah. a ton of movies. She's a yeah. Movie. Anyway, um. So she fell into the water. But she's not in. Tom Hanks' mother. She's not Julia Roberts' mother. She is Sister Bertrill. And as soon as she steps off the boat, she's blown into the water because she only weighs ninety pounds. Literally, she is blown into the water. Right. Into the blue Caribbean water she goes. Uh, But she swims to a nearby yacht, which is owned by a playboy and a Mm -hmm. club owner named Senor Carlos Ramirez. He's not a club owner. He's a disco owner. Discotheque. Discotheque owner. He is accompanied by a boatload of bikini-clad beauties. Mm -hmm. And... um, He's trying to curry favor with one of them to get her to travel to St. Thomas with him for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you this, Caleb, because between mm-hmm. this scene and the discotheque, we're going to see a lot of 1960s women in bikinis and all dressed up. And they're supposed mm-hmm. to be the beauties of the day. How do they stack up to the women of your generation? I mean, they're not bad. They, they, you know, it's not they're, they're good looking women. Like, it's just a different okay. look. But no, right. I mean, they're, they're good looking women. Okay. I was just wondering. With the hairdos and the, you know, because I tend to think men and women back then, because of the way they wore their hair, they looked a little older. They definitely look older. Definitely. Yeah. I agree with that. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, he's, like I said, trying to romance this woman. And all of a sudden she's like, uh, there's a nun on the back of your boat. Mm-hmm. And to which she's sitting there all wet. Hi, I'm Sister Patrill. I just got from New York. And Carlos says... You swam all the way? Right. Yeah. <laughs> ha ha. Laugh track. Funny. That was kind of funny. Right. Little no? chuckle. Little chuckle. So Sister Jacqueline and Sister Sisto, by the time they get there, she has played cards with all the women and beat them. And now they have to go to mass on Sunday, which messes up Carlos' 
plans to get the woman to go to St. Thomas with him. Yeah. Okay. And he says, take her, take her to shore. Her friends right. are here. See you later. Right. So now the nuns take her and they're going to go to the convent. And okay. So here we go. Let's talk about the cornets that the nuns wear on their head. It's a bit silly, but they did that back in the day, right? They wore... Well, I've known nuns for a long time. You know that I was educated by nuns my whole life. I've been taught by many nuns. I mm-hmm. know many nuns and I've never seen any of them wear anything like that on their head. Yeah, but then like, I don't know, that's because you saw like at some point she was wearing a different one. Like the more traditional one. The one you just wear around the house when you're doing your housework. Is it is something, little... yeah, is it something that's maybe in like the, you know, uh, South America or Latino? Well, I wanted to see if this was just, they made up these habits so that the it, it's got to make her fly. Okay. But the Daughters of Charity of St. Vincent de Paul actually wore habits, cornets, that look like this. Okay. Not well, exactly. Yeah. But they did. Yeah, they did wear them. So, mm-hmm. uh, of course, all that changed with Vatican II in the 60s. Uh, they started modernizing habits a little bit. So, um, but anyway. Okay. So. You got anything to say here? We learned. Oh, Sister Bertrand learned to play cards three weeks ago in jail. When yeah, she, she was, was arrested at a free speech rally. No, I had that on my notes. Free speech rally. So I put, is this in the 70s? But it's late 60s. So, okay. Right. So we're being led to believe this little nun is like a, a little spitfire. She's yeah. she's coming in and she's going to shake up the convent. Obvious from day one that, hey, she's going to come in different than all the rest. She's going to endear herself quickly to who she needs to endear herself to. Duh. Right. It's obvious. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So then that then it goes into the opening sequence of the show, the theme song and the whole opening sequence is them walking through the town, going to the convent, the three mm-hmm. of them. And I should point out, that's not the opening season for this show. It, that's just for this episode. The rest of the opening scenes for the next three seasons is going to be footage with her flying. This goes but, four seasons. Three, I'm sorry, three seasons. All three seasons, the opening is her flying. But, of course, they couldn't give that away because we don't know she's going to fly yet, although the title might the have title, given us yeah. a hint. Yeah, a little bit little bit of a giveaway. Yeah. So, okay, we get to the convent. And fill us in. What happens when we get to the, to the convent? She's standing up there. They're doing something on the patio. And she says, like, oh, I I find myself uh, looking at the seagulls and wishing I was a bird. And then she starts flying. <laughs> well, she, no, no, no. A gust of wind comes well, and she just, she just kind of starts to float up. She don't fly away. She's just well, kind of levitating I, in the air at this point. Before, She's not flying. See, cause I could write, I wrote it down. And as I was writing it down, it was like seagulls wishing she was a bird. Then I have in quotations foreshadowing. And then before I could even type out foreshadowing, she starts flying. She's up in the air. I'm like, or levitating, or whatever you want to call it. At that, like, like it was before I could even get the words down on paper. She was already in the, <laughs> in the air. air. So, she was right. airborne. Well, they're not foreshadowing too far away. So right. And then the other nun just kind of looks up, like, "Oh my goodness." Yeah. And then she kind of puts her head down, and then she just lowers back down to the earth. Mm-hmm. And and so she just flew up maybe two three feet, and then. Mm-hmm. Came back down. And then the next morning, they're all eating breakfast. 
And I, I'm assuming they haven't told any of the other nuns about this, or maybe they have, I don't know. But she's late because she was at the library trying to figure out why she became airborne. And she has figured it out. Did you write down the equation? No. I did not. This is, this is it. When lift plus thrust is greater than load plus drag, yeah. anything will fly. <laughs> well, there you go. And so it's, I guess it's the combination of the fact that she only weighs 90 pounds. Physics. It's very, very windy in Puerto Rico. And those cornet bird wings they wear on their head. Voila. We got us a flying nun, Caleb. Yep. Boom. Physics. Science. Right. And at the table, they discuss how Reverend Mother is going to be back in a few days. And they talk about how strict and traditional she is. And she's straight down the line. Big surprise here. (laughs) <laughs> and sister patrol's like oh i think we're gonna get along great caleb what say you a big surprise <laughs> all this is just big surprises <laughs> just very uh i don't know the storyline it's just so like it's just everything figures it's like yeah that's easy so. now i thought of you here because i'm thinking okay if he's not enjoying this if he's thinking this is ridiculous Sister Patrol meets her kindergarten class in a basement. Uh, yeah. In a basement, and then they break into song. <laughs> and and here is my. Uh, it says, all it says is, and she's flying from the last one. The whole breakfast thing, I was like, nothing really important that I could really know. Except move. the scientific yeah, equation he, and explanation of I, how she flies. But I figured we'd just discuss a little bit about that. Then my next mm-hmm. thing is orphan kids, and my next thing is she's singing now. Dot dot dot. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah just singing just walking around town going all through town just they have a lot of things a, to do a song that yeah part of it's like in spanish i think because i couldn't figure out what they were saying tell some you of what, the time. it's a banger though that's a song like we've got a lot of things a lot of to things do. to do like, i will think that song will get stuck in your head absolutely <laughs> they did they did record an album of all those songs. Oh, you know? God. All right. I will talk about that in Mom's Useless Trivia. Okay. So, Rev and Mother arrives. Wait, hold on. Oh. No, no, no. No, no. No, no, oh, no. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. She pimped out the kids immediately. Immediately yeah. put them to work for that money to do repairs. So, she's a out. fundraiser to, yeah. to help build more classrooms she's... so they don't have to have class in the basement and to get them clothes because the kids were dressed horribly. Right. Right. Natter okay. Rev and Mother makes her entrance her grand entrance while they're having like a big bazaar in the town oh, they're square singing, they're rocking. collecting money mm-hmm. and singing and of course the reverend mother thinks this is a spectacle this is yes. un- an undignified exhibition she called it mm-hmm. yep. um and she tells sister Bertrill, in six days you have managed to totally disrupt the convent santanko and she don't know about the flying yet so no yeah um Reverend Mother and her kind of buttheads because, you know, Sally Field's going to tell Reverend Mother, we need this and we need this. And Reverend Mother's like, I've been here 20 years. You've been here one week and you're telling me what we need. I know we need, I know we need to expand. We need classrooms. But the only piece of land adjacent to the convent that we could use is a track owned by. And the guy on the boat owns (laughs) the land. Wow. And he refuses to sell it to him. And Mm -hmm. of course, Sister Bertrill. Sally Field says, oh, I know him. Yeah. <laughs> and, and of course, Reverend Mother's like, of course she does, you know. 
So she goes, Sister Bertrill, the little flying nun, goes to his discotheque where there's lots of orange well, and she, pink and go-go boots well, yeah, and fringe. She, well, she tells the other nun, like, well, she didn't tell me I can't go see him. Like, yeah. So she goes and sees him at the go-go bar, mm-hmm. which is a heck of a place. Man, there's some, there's some cool 60s stuff going on. They dancing in mm-hmm. cages and go-go boots and fringe. And I spied some 1960s dances, Caleb. And mm. I'm going to tell you the names of them. There was the monkey, the mashed potato, and the jerk. And anybody in my age group or a little bit older, y'all right now heard me say those names and y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. That's from my my age group. Mm. Okay. I, now, I didn't spot any of that. So No, you don't know any of those. Well, Carlos... Senor Ramirez, whatever we want to call him, is in his office with yet uh, trying to get another woman to go with him to St. Thomas for the weekend. But she's distracted because uh, there's a nun behind you. <laughs> so <laughs> Sister Patrill has now run off two of Carlos's women mm-hmm. that he's trying to get to go with him for the weekend. So you could see that these two are going to be kind of, you know, he's not he, he's going to run when he sees her. But anyway. She asks him to donate his land to the convent. No way. And don't come back to my discotheque again. Yeah, it's all just a bunch of little funny interactions between them two. Yeah. Yeah. So here we go. So now the nuns are back out on the terrace. Sister Patrill and Sister Jacqueline. She's practicing her hovering skills. Oh, but oh, then what this happens? This is where it gets terrible. She's just flapping around. She goes. She walks on water. Yeah. She's doing all this crazy stuff. Then she lands on a submarine. <laughs> she almost gets shot by a hunter mm-hmm. uh, and then they go to your boy because now she's just oh, all no. over the place she's just flying you didn't away. think this was funny because we see carlos now has a third woman yes. that he's got her he's running up to a little private plane and he's like he's looking around like he don't want sister Batrill to ruin his third chance at getting a woman to saint thomas for the weekend so he's running trying to get her on the plane let's just get her on a plane and get airborne so i can get you to saint thomas right mm-hmm. and so did you know what was going to happen here i mean yeah you got to put uh, it's pretty obvious to put two and two together the man's <laughs> getting on a plane this bro's flying around so yeah so tell us what happens when he's on the plane he's flying they're, they're flying uh they have the little, uh, before they get on, they have the little thing as, oh, is there anybody behind me? She says, no. They're just a guy in the leather <laughs> jacket. Like, because you think, oh, wait, maybe it's like a gangster, but it's the, uh, it's just the, the pilot. pilot. And then they go, uh, they go up in the air and he looks out the window and <laughs> there's the flying nun. Sister Patrill just waving uh, to him in the window, flying alongside the plane. So he says, <laughs> I have, I'm having a religious experience. We got to go back and I need to donate my land. There you go. Mm-hmm. But they, they're turned around and now she crash lands 30 miles out to sea on a military base. Very highly high security military facility. I mean, this place yeah. is like it's like cool war. Stuff. She should not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They th- as a matter of fact, they think she's a Russian. Think spy. she's a spy. Yep. Yeah, um, and this whole little thing is kind of silly. I got to get. Yeah, you they're like, it. oh, what do you think we should do, Lieutenant? Well, Captain, we <laughs> know they they would teach her Latin, and like it's just it's very silly. But yeah. and she offers to um 
they say she's a commie spy yeah. <laughs> and uh she offers to prove she's a nun by reciting the mass in Latin. They say no, because they would have trained you to do that mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. But anyway, they get Senior Ramirez in and Reverend Mother and all the nuns. And Senior Ramirez actually says, yeah, I saw her flying in my plane window, you know, and and Reverend Mother comes to her has defense her back. after they've Reverend, been button heads. Yep, has her back. Has her back. Sister Bertrell would not lie. Yep. So He donates, Carlos donates his land to the convent. They're going to get their extra lands and he's not going to St. Thomas because he knows when he's beaten. Right. (laughs) So, so you see the flying helped the convent get this land that they've been trying to get for years, but could never secure. But because of Sister Patrol's flying and him seeing her in the window, he thinks it's a sign from God and he donates the land. So her flying already has accomplished something good for the, for the sisters. Right. Right. Okay. So then all that's over with. And the next day we see sister Bertrill with her class and she's sad because she thinks the Reverend mother might send her back to New York, which is silly. But I thought to that cheer was completely her up, silly. I thought she was being super dramatic. Yeah. The Reverend mother but to cheer her up. The kids do thing. what? Because <laughs> she's got a lot of things to do. Oh, they sing the same yeah. song. Oh. They say she's and got a lot only, of things to do. She's got a lot. And not only just sing, they're going to sing all over town again. They can't sing without meandering throughout the village, serenading one I'm and not going to lie. This was uh, the first show that I, 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 I fast forward a couple seconds. When it starts singing, I just kind of pop forward <laughs> to the end of the singing. I was like, all right, I can't do this. Okay, I got to confess, I fast forwarded through the song. I was like, oh my so, goodness. And then I'm like, this song was like two minutes long. Just I'm saying, we got a lot yeah. of things to do. Yeah. Like, do them. <laughs> Stop singing and freaking do what you got to do. But that's the only words of the song I could understand. Yeah. He's got a lot of things well, to do. That, and they keep repeating that. I couldn't get anyway. Well, that's why they don't get anything um, accomplished. <laughs> so then she's called in to see Reverend Mother. And she's scared because she thinks Reverend Mother's going to be like, you out of here. I can't deal with all of this. But Reverend Mother says, do you want to keep flying? And Sister Batril says, yes. And the nun says, Reverend Mother says, well, I will leave the problem of flying to your conscience. Yes. So they suggest she puts fish and weights in the hem of her dress and whatnot. And, uh, but they're going to let her come there and they're going to let her decide. So she when, don't have to carry when, around and if, Right. Yeah, oh, yeah, because she's carrying around two big old weights to hold her down so she don't fly away. <laughs> okay, now, <clears throat> what are your favorite, do you have any favorite characters? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the Boston nun, because she was just about it, like she was just ride or die, like, hey, <laughs> like... Sister Jacqueline? Sure. I think that's the, the common name. sense one? Yeah, I like the common yeah. sense one. Okay. Well, she, yeah, she's, you're right. Because Reverend Mother was kind of a bitch, right? Yeah. And Sally Field, Sister Patrill's kind of just all over the place and, you know, crazy. And Sister Sisto's all about the, the joke, all about the, I don't think she ever said a sentence that wasn't her trying to use American slang and it was incorrect, right? That's all she said. Yeah, it, it, it was just, I don't know. That, that didn't, like, it wasn't as funny as, like, I thought she was going to be funnier, yeah. but they were all just kind of forced jokes, so. They were very bad. Yeah. All right, Caleb, our next segment 
laugh out loud moment or favorite moment, funniest moment. Do you have anything to contribute here? Um. Come on, her flying outside the plane was kind of funny. I thought that was funny. Where um, she shows up on the back of his boat, she shows up in his discotheque, and then he can't. He she's in the sky while he's trying to get away in a plane. The his only, face was the, funny. No, hold on. The only funny moment, uh, I, the one moment I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of funny, was when she told him like, oh, I bet the girls, uh, when they were playing, I think spades or something, she mm-hmm. said like, oh, I bet them. If I if I won, they had to come to church the next three Sundays. And his face and like he was like, oh, jeez, I'm like <laughs> that, that was kind of funny. Okay, okay. Carlos, I think was funny. His character. Yeah, he's over the top, you know, playboy yeah. type thing. Yeah, it was, he wasn't bad. Okay, all right. Um, here's just a very blunt question, Caleb. Do you think this is a good idea for a show, and do you see a potential for future in this show? None. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Zero potential. I don't know what they're going to do. When you told me three seasons, I was like, what the hell are they going to do for three seasons of a girl just flying around? Like, I don't know. Uh, well, Carlos Ramirez is going to factor into it. Uh, yeah, I kind of figured he would. She's going to make his life miserable for the next three seasons. You oh, know. man. Yeah. So many, so many yeah. laughs to be had. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, this, is, this show is also terrible. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, humor meter one to ten. I'm scared. Two. Go on. Two. Okay. Two. It was two. It's higher than the Partridge Family and Small Wonder. Yeah, because yeah, Partridge Family was terrible. Like <laughs> it was just cringeworthy. Like this was less cringeworthy. Than those, so yeah, two. It, it deserves its score of a two. Okay, I'm happy with that. Yeah, I'd give. What it other ones did I? What, what's the other one I did? Um, welcome back, Cotter. What did that one get? I'm not sure what you gave that one. I can't remember. Hmm. <laughs> I remember that. Like I remember being excited about that one and then being very let down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Your biggest problem with this episode? Um, the the mat the physics didn't check out for me. Right, it's right. it's not plausible at all that she could fly. Is that what you mean? Yeah, none of it's okay. Well, and, and you know what? Looking past that, because let's get past the fact that it's just kind of a silly idea in general. It isn't like it was like super witty or some kind of really interesting story. It was just all very like typical storytelling. You know, it was just right. Here the the here's the stern but soft hearted on the inside, Reverend Mother. Here's the right. goofy playboy. Like everybody just played a very like common stereotype in a story. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like it just, there was no like nothing very witty about it at all well let me pose this question to you could this show possibly have been well received enough to last for three seasons 
simply because it's just so weird. Here's this nun flying around. You know what I mean? No, y'all it's, you something. gotta believe it's not formula. It's not Father Knows Best and Leave It to Beaver and all these family situation shows. It's not it's not formulaic at all. It is way out there. Was there was Field, no other show. Was Sally Field semi-famous before the show came out? No. Or As a matter of fact, thing? this was her second job. Her first TV show was Gidget, which your lovely wife will be podcasting. I remember that one. Wait, with me next week. my Gidget, that one. Yeah. Yes. So she was kind of famous. So she was known. This, let me just announce something right here. This podcast right here, Caleb, you are in, you are in on the threshold of something great happening on old TV with a new twist. This starts a three week long Sally Field extravaganza. We are going, (laughs) we are, this week it's the Flying Nun. Next week, it'll be Gidget. And the week after that will be a show called The Girl with Something Extra, another sitcom that she did. And she is an Academy Award winning actress. So this is exciting, right? Yeah. This is big time stuff here. Big time stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let me tell you a little useless trivia. This whole show is based on a book called The 15th Pelican. And it was just a little whimsical book written about a, a nun that flies. Okay. Now, here's something I want to tell you. There, uh, I actually have the first two seasons on DVD of this show. So feel free to call and borrow them anytime, Caleb. Okay. Um, but one, <laughs> I'll put them on the side for you. They're waiting for you. But one of the special features is an interview with Sally Field about this show. And I am going to tell you, she probably hates it more than you do. Um, she says, the first thing she says in the interview is, what appealed to me about Sister Patrill and the Flying Nun? Absolutely nothing. I didn't want to do it. She hated this show. She did not at all want to do it. She was forced into doing it because she was told by her stepfather, who was a very famous stuntman in Hollywood, if you turn this down, you'll probably never be offered a job again. And she was young and just getting started. And she said, well, okay." I mean, she didn't know that you could turn down a job and still work. So she had to do it. Um, She had nervous breakdowns on the set, like crying fits where she had to just go home because she couldn't work anymore. Um, she, She hated the singing hated it mostly because she never got paid for the recordings it was something that was slipped into her contract without her knowing and on her only day off of the week she had to spend hours in the studio making these silly recordings that she never got paid for at all and she was very bitter about the singing and then um when asked about how did she fly how how did they fly her and she said very very painfully that's how i flew it looked, she said it, it looked it looked not um fluid it looked very like yeah kinda just half ass she said they put her in a harness that was used for the original peter pan back in the 50s she's god forbid they buy a new one and they would literally hang her from a 50-foot crane Jeez. And just wave her around. And they actually said they were flying me into buildings. She said it was extremely painful, extremely rinky dink. And they would, she says they would leave me hanging there and they didn't care if parts of me were turning blue and falling off. Um, and so she, 
you could tell by the way she talks in this that she hated it. She said, you know, I had a job and that was good, but I became the laughing stock of a nation because all the talk shows were making like flying nun jokes because it was so odd. She said, but I was too vulnerable and young to know the difference. So to me, it was the flying Sally jokes. And everywhere I went, I felt like people were pointing and laughing at me. And I was deeply, deeply degraded for having done this show. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sally Field wasn't happy about it. I can see why. So, so you and Sally are a simpatico. Sally, I'm here for you. It was terrible. No. I, uh, I'm with Sally. I stand with Sally. Terrible well, show. I, I, I had to let you know that Sally well, make, That makes me happy that Sally Field hated it. That makes me very happy. Okay. Because I can see why. <laughs> she definitely hated it. And I thank you, Caleb, for being such a trooper. <laughs> <laughs> because I was pretty sure when I sent you the show and you saw the name of it. Okay. Tell me this. When, you, when I texted you your link and told you what show you were going to be doing what was your reaction i mean i i feel like i, I remember it from being mm-hmm. a kid like i remember the show mm-hmm. i remember you talking about the show or yeah just it might have come show. on nick at night at one point i don't know right so i mean i was like okay you know i don't remember what i remember is about a flying nun of course but I don't remember anything else about the show. So I was like, okay, let's see, see what it's about, you know, see what the actual storyline is and uh, gave it a chance. And, you know, for the first couple of minutes, I'm like, all right, let's see. And then I was like, oh, it's actually terrible. (laughs) Just like the rest of them. It went sideways really quick, didn't it? Yeah. When they started (laughs) singing, I said, oh shit, I'm out. Well, I had forgot about the singing. And when they started singing, I was like, oh my goodness, (laughs) Caleb is really, really not enjoying this. Why are they why are they singing? Like, I don't understand, like, why they thought that was a good idea to put some singing mm-hmm. into it. I don't know. And they burst into song at just inappropriate times. Yes. Yeah, it's just, sudden, why like, are you singing right now? We've got a lot of things to do. And here we go. <laughs> Same thing over and over again. Oh, gosh. Well, yeah, I didn't get it. All right, babe. Well, all this right. was fun, though. It is sure. enjoyable. It was a great time. It is great enjoyable. Time. And, and no. we're going to look, I'm really, I'm, I'm so honest and listeners for all our listeners that know Caleb's plight. Um, I want to like, I, I want to like these shows. Cause I don't want to seem like the guy that's just like, Oh, he's just shitting on everything. I'm really not like, they're just bad. Like y'all just had bad taste back then. True. Sorry. But let's, let's, <laughs> let's reach out to our listeners, everybody out there listening. If you could go to our Facebook page and tell us, what do you want Caleb to do? Think of a show, an older show, maybe that you're familiar with that you think he might like. I will take suggestions on Caleb's behalf and let's, let's all pull together to get Caleb a good show next time. Caleb, you go with that? Yeah, I'm fine with that. Let's yeah. see what the listeners have to say. Uh. All right. Let's was, do that. Let's see what they say. So we're relying but on our listeners. But last time I did the listeners thing, there was that, that terrible <laughs> small wonder show. That was Mary. Uh, that was terrible. That was you, terrible were ju- you were just on the beach with Mary for five days. Have you mentioned this to her? I mean, we mentioned it the, the first time <laughs> I saw her after I did it. I said, wow, terrible. <laughs> but oh. All right. Well, thank you, listeners, again. Caleb, this was so much fun as usual, son. I can't mm-hmm. wait to do it with you again. Yeah, blast.
Send me another terrible. I'm gonna. We gotta do a, a show from like maybe like if I if the next one's terrible, maybe do one from like the '90s, like the first episode of Friends or, or Seinfeld or the first episode of Seinfeld. That would be me. Like I'd be. I could get into that. But this is old TV, so. Well, the '90s are old. Let's remember, shows from the '90s are twenty and twenty-five years old now. That's true. I don't mean to scare you, but they are. No, it's true. (laughs) Well, we're gonna have to go there eventually, but I promise. Let's make this happen for Caleb. Yeah, we could keep it where it's at now, and then hopefully we uh, well, I get some of the good ones as they come available. So yes. All right. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. Caleb, say goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) This is Michelle, and thank you for joining us for this week's episode. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to us on Spotify or Apple Podcast and join our Facebook group, Old TV with a New Twist Podcast Group. And tell us what you'd like to hear us talk about. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode of Old TV with a New Twist. So, Lindsay, who was your favorite character?